Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. February is here and a week has gone by already in this month. I can't believe it. We have an extra day this month that just came to my attention. I'm pretty excited about February. January ended slow and long and heavy. Very, very heavy. Heavy in the darkness got really bad. And it got, it was warmer. So at least, you know, there was that. But the daylight hours feel like they're getting a wee bit longer. It's super cold though. February has brought cold weather. But, you know, the people who make money um, skiing, snowmobiling, and all the tourism, they're making a little bit of cash now, and they're happy because everybody's coming north. We've been going through some pretty interesting times around here. Um, you know, this is a place of positivity, but it's also a place of realness. And being real is lots of people in my life in January got sick, you know, sick with the flu, sick with, you know, chronic disease, sick with... You know, I got, I don't know, two or three weeks of a horrible sinus and ear infection. And that sends my Meniere's disease off on the vertigo carousel, merry-go-round, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it was it was kind of a rough couple of weeks. Work was really intense. I had a lot of things going on. And then um, at the, yesterday, I found out, uh, one of my quilty friends, you know, was in hospice care and she did pass away. You know, what's interesting about quilters is, you know, she made sure that all of her quilting things were given to who she wants them to go to and made clear direction on how it was supposed to be taken care of. Um, the celebration of life is going to be in a couple of weeks. But what's really interesting is I keep thinking I have been in partnership with her for 10 years and I quilted her quilts and she bound a lot of my quilts and we had a fantastic partnership, a collaboration, if you will. She was the most supportive person and encouraged me to keep long arming and to keep going because she enjoyed my work as much as I enjoyed working on her very, very perfectly pieced tops. We learned a lot from each other. We were acquainted through uh, work, but it, that didn't stop when she retired. And, you know, it was just wonderful to have such an encouraging, positive, great role model of a quilter. She gave a lot of herself and her time. And I think fondly of the things that she's given me over the last year or so, you know, little things for my fairy garden and little uh, things that, you know, like a notion or something for quilting. Um, a couple of real fun things. You know, she gave me a t-shirt that says, I quilt so I don't kill people. And we all had matching t-shirts. It was, it was her and me and her other friend who was 
since passed too. So, you know, fond memories, very fond memories. And in fact, the t-shirt, I can't wear it because I'm too large for it, but I'm thinking I may put it in a pillow cover or some kind of cool thing so I can look at it and remember her <laughs> quite often. So, so the heaviness of uh, January has moved on and here we are in February. I've decided that I'm going to be the crazy plant lady. I pinched off a another jade leaf, uh, fell from a big plant at work, and I'm trying to start another jade plant. The little jade plant that I have here at the house doesn't seem to be doing fantastically well. I think it's because it's cold and we don't get enough sunlight. I need to get a grow lamp. The other plants I have at the house are doing pretty well. So I pinched off a pothos plant. I, this is a second cutting. Now the first one never rooted. It was in water for months and months. So, and I've read sometimes it happens. So I threw it away and the water was icky and I decided to try again. So this time I looked for leaves that looked like they might have growth nodes on them. And I put it in water and let's hope that it will grow because I love it. It's a variegated pothos. Um, it's got yellow and green on it. My Norfolk Island pine from Christmas is not dead. It's still growing. I'm watering it. I'm attending the plants and I'm finding there's something about having plants on your desk at work that just makes me uh, happy a little bit, I guess. There's like these cute little baby things that keep growing. They're small yet and they keep getting larger. Uh, two of them are still in McDonald's cups from <laughs> a lady at work who gave them to me. It's too cold to try to bring them home and transplant them. So I am working on keeping them alive until spring so I can bring them home, defrost the potting soil that's in the garage and plant them. My husband and I are already talking about the fairy gardens and how um, we have a couple of boxes in our raised flower beds that are they're, they don't have fairy gardens in them and, and the boxes are in bad shape. So we're talking about how we want to arrange the patio area and um, re redoing the fairy gardens with uh, maybe some brick or paving. No, they're, they're landscaping pavers is what I'm looking, that's the word I'm looking for. So hopefully the finances will be good for that so I can boost up the fairy gardens because some of the raised flower beds are worse for wear um, and if that doesn't work out then maybe I will I have some very large pots in the garage I may um, scale back the fairy gardens and put them in large patio sized pots so that they will I will continue to have the plants and make them a little different now if we get all of the up scale on the fairy garden and I want to get those pots out of the garage and make some really cool um, fairy gardens for the corners of the patio on the opposite side and I saw a really cool one that was all succulents and I thought oh that would be super cool so I may try that you know you you spend a little time on Pinterest and you're like, oh yeah, I can do that. I can do that. And then I start looking at the plant, the plants and I'm like, holy cow, you know, that's a couple hundred dollars worth of succulents for that. But if I keep, keep growing the ones I have and add a couple more, it, it, it's possible. 
So what have I been doing otherwise? Um, working on trying to keep up with the walking and it's been going pretty good. It could always be better. Uh, my two mile a day, I hit that once in the last week and I'm otherwise I'm going to keep, keep on moving forward. You know, getting a little cold kind of set me back a teeny bit. But I have been working on some other sewing projects. So the first thing to talk about is I made it through block nine on the um, solid star block of the month. And I don't know, I just kind of stalled out. I did get the yardage in from the shop to have large borders and sashing match the back black background. Ooh, that was a tough one to say. The black background and that Kona is so cool. So that is all ready to roll and I just need to get going. But what I did to breathe some new life into my creativity is the Facebook group, My Creative Corner 3. The challenge this month is art journals. And I did one page. I used extra there were flowers that were supposed to make a 3D paper flower and I did a miscut. I didn't measure it right and half of the petals got cut off. But I saved them because I thought it could be fun. I had leftover felt circles and glitter and a Zentangle pen and I glued them on. And I had a little envelope that I cut out as a template to try the gift card holder and I opened it up and on the inside I wrote art journal and I added some stickers and there the pages to me are almost done but they're not completely done and I have to decide yet what I want to do to finish them but it was a great way to start a interesting and quick creative collection kind of being valentine inspired but it also is a great way to get the creativity flowing as I'm working on some other projects that I'll talk about in a minute but this next week, I want to do maybe some more um, color wash. I have some watercolor paints and then Zentangle and just make this a journal of a lot of different ideas and experiments that will help translate into some of the quilting ideas that I have going. I'd like to do a Zentangle quilt one day. I've got a couple books and I look at it and it sounds great. And then I sit down to try to do it and then I get all... I don't overwhelmed and got not sure that I want to do that. So Zentangle is specific repetitive um, drawing strokes or shapes and it's translated into a quilt. And I kind of like don't really want to have a literal Zentangle has a whole classification of different um, doodles. You know, I call them doodles. They're, they call them tangles. There's specific shapes repetitively over and over and they all have special names. And if you really get into it, it can get weird with everything has a name. It's kind of like, what pattern is that quilt block? Well, you know, 75 of them have, you know, this 75,000 names, you know, because everything was called different by different people. And I don't know, it just, it gets too a little uh, overzealous in the naming and the I love the whole spirit of Zentangle, but some of the other stuff can get a little weird. But that strict translation of a tangle on a tile 
to a quilt. See, Zentangle's done on traditionally on a four by four tile. And so I, I don't, I don't want to do that on a quilt. I want to do a big whole cloth quilt and all kinds of different things all over. And traditionally, Zentangle's done in black ink on a light or white background. Not sure I want to do black stitches, but it's, it can be really pretty if you're real confident and do a tiny square. But I don't want to do a tiny square. I want to do something big and over the top and huge and very overly complicated like always. <laughs> so that's something that I'm thinking about. So I want to try practicing a few ideas in the art journal. I digress on Zentangle. Sorry about that. But Zentangle is a really good thing because it has helped me in my free motion quilting a lot. It's, it's all about these repetitive motion, brain to hand shapes. And, and if, if you can doodle it, you can quilt it in many, many cases. So that's a new thing that I started this week. Um, the other thing I, I worked on is um, quilts from the attic. His name is Nick Ball. And I learned a lot about improv from him. He was on you know, a long time ago on a subscription channel. And he was with, um, the show was called um, I'm a Ginger Monkey, I think. And it had um, Katie Jones was the host. And he was a guest on it quite often. And he had amazing improv things. I, he did a series of quilt blocks in a quilt on improv vegetables. It was so cool. And he just wrote a book about improv and been a big fan of his work for a long time. So online, he's doing a improv triangle sew along. And this week was picking your colors. So I picked a whole bunch of fabrics that I picked up in scraps and bags in my travels and, you know, just all kinds of fat quarters. And it is a white and gray. The fabrics are white and cream background with gray prints on them. And the triangles that eventually will be part of this improv triangle quilt are gold, orange, gray, and possibly black. We'll see. I'm trying to make this bigger than a tiny wall hanging because I want to be able to take it to work. I think it will look good if it's, you know, lap size quilt type of thing. I have a big bare wall at work that everyone complains needs a large quilt on it, but I got to figure out how to hang it and not be able to drill into the hundred year old uh, plaster walls. But that's a whole nother story too. <laughs> so I started that. And so I started, I picked, took me several days to pick the colors and I started cutting background and I cut some triangles and I fussy cut a couple and loving it. There's such freedom with improv. There's such a, it's liberating as Gwen Marston said, not to have to measure after all those precise blocks that I've done between the pineapples and the stars over the last few months. And I am so thrilled to be back to doing improv. I totally love it. And then I have a little hashtag that is called quilts in the office. So I have a metal door and I thought it would be really cool to take some of my seasonal 
small table toppers that I've been putting on my dining room table and then it promptly gets covered up with my sewing machine and all my quilting stuff. And I thought, well, why not take it to work? So I took a Valentine inspired quilt. It was a panel and it was a Moda panel from a while back and it, it's a very modern looking and it's black and white with just little touches of red and peach and pink in it. And it's two people sitting at a table and they're facing each other. They're holding a hand across the table, drinking a cocktail. And then in the alternate block is foods and, you know, like cupcakes with hearts on it and a teapot and bowls. And so everything about this quilt, I love. It's very modern looking, <clears throat> modern retro feel, you know. The thing that's super cool about it is I used a peach flower that it's a fabric that goes with it, but I didn't buy it intentionally to go with this panel. It just happened to blend together in the same color scheme. But I bought the panel when I was on my epic one-time epic trip out of the United States and we went to Scotland. So it brings a lot of great memories of me going to the quilt shop in... Um, Inverness, Scotland, and all of the good memories of this epic trip and the castles and my husband threw in a Highland Games and listening to the bagpipes and looking over the the lakes or locks as they call them and the canals and Loch Ness and oh my goodness what a wonderful wonderful time that was in 2014 I can't believe that it's been so many years already. It just seemed like yesterday that we went and it was the first international traveling I'd been on and I was really nervous and we got, oh my goodness. So the one debacle was when we got off the plane, I'm going to reminisce about this a little bit, was um, we went in September and we had all of the travel arrangements done by like February or March and then we didn't have the new debit cards that have the chip in it. And only chip cards were taken at the car rental place. It's a Sunday afternoon and they wouldn't give us a car because we didn't have a credit card to secure it with a chip. And so the guy was being a real jerk and he wouldn't help us. So across the aisle was their competitor and they were more than happy to take our money upgraded us to a Mercedes, um, although, I don't know, it looked like a station wagon to me. It wasn't a sports car, but it was upgraded luxury, driving in Scotland on a Mercedes with the left side of the road made me want to throw up the whole time. But uh, that was the only negative thing about it was just that one particular person at the car rental it wound up being fantastic trip. We used the car quite often, but we also used public transportation and took a train ride. We did the Harry, po Harry Potter train. Totally worth it. But you need to book way, way, way in advance. Same with most of the castles. Buy the castle package. You know, they you can go to all many, many castles in so many weeks. And that saves you money. And I'm going to also say... You need to make reservations for dinner at most places and you need to book far in advance for your bed and breakfast um, bookings. And it, we didn't see as many hotels, but the bed and breakfast situation was phenomenal. 
So totally love Scotland, want to go back. But my dream for the next trip is to go to Ireland. I keep thinking maybe next year and maybe next year keeps turning into next year into next year. But I'm telling you what, doesn't we are going before we retire. Um, I want to go to to Ireland and Wales and maybe back to Scotland and you know the list keeps growing of all the places I really want to go <laughs> so that panel when I look at it it evokes all of the memories of this good trip and our my husband and I had a wonderful time our anniversary is actually mid-February and I had to do the math we will be married 34 years so that was a wonderful, wonderful time and actually kind of like a honeymoon that we never were able to take. So I want to talk about what I've really been working on so hard over the last few weeks is a premium podcast. Um, it's called Zen and the Art of Creativity. It's going to be up for purchase. That's what a premium is, a purchase podcast. It's going to be $8 on Podbean. And I'm going to also put that on the website and other social media with links to how to purchase it. So it's called Zen and the Art of Creativity. It's a hour and a half, about, you know, hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. And the whole thing is talking about how to find the Zen, the calm, the creative flow state, how you can approach your creative time to really work toward this intention of being calm and Zen and meditative and how in turn that can turn around and help you have more creativity. So there's lots of different discussions in here, a couple of exercises and there are um, there's one download. I'm trying to get it all into the show notes. So I'm hoping that it all works the way Podbean makes it looks easy. But you know, it is the first time I'm doing it. So if the uh, link to the download doesn't work out um, the way I think, then I'll have to come up with another plan. But lots of plans that the audio will go up without a hitch. That's not the problem. It's just I was hoping to have a premium show note to go with it. And um I'm having a little trouble with that with the monthly patron podcast. You know, it's posting, but the show notes, you know, if I put some on there, they don't always seem to be coming up. So I'm working on that and checking out all the information through Podbean. I got a little bit of a learning curve to go through. So bear with me as I learn then. Um, so that's very, very exciting. I'm really proud of how it turned out. And I covered a lot of topics in an hour and a half. It will be time stamped in the show notes for the different sections and um, a couple pictures and links. And I think something that I think would be awesome for people to check out as a companion piece to it is um, Renee has With Mind and Heart. It's on Instagram as and she has an Etsy shop with the same name and she is selling a great two book bundle of an anxiety workbook as well as a mental health workbook and how to be more um, healthy and use lots of different coping skills there's coloring pages daily affirmations as well as some other exercises to practice 
skills that will help us to stay uh, mindful and healthy. And I also feel that helps you to achieve Zen. So that's something else that you could check out. She has a great deal on her Etsy shop and I will try to remember to put links for all of these things in the show notes. So that's been a huge project of mine and lots of learning. And I'm hoping that um, everybody will find it to be extremely helpful as they are doing their creative moments and also help to create calm and less stress in your daily life, my daily life. This is the practices of things that I do to stay calm. Now, as you can tell from the beginning of the podcast, it doesn't mean you're not going to encounter any problems, right? It just helps us to sail through times that are heavy or difficult or crisis laden and be able to come through on the other side, not too battered and beat up. So anyway, that's the wrap for the first podcast of February. And I just want to remind everybody that you can sign up for a newsletter and it will notice, you'll get a notice. I'm doing it around once a month of all the things that are going on with My Creative Corner 3. There'll probably be a couple of things that are coming up or maybe things that are a reminder of this uh, premium podcast. There's also, you know, an e- it's an email so you can email me back if you want to. And the other part of this whole process I'm looking at is for the patrons. I'm trying to figure out where to have a community and I'm thinking about a private Facebook group because it doesn't appear that we can have a patron community on Podbean. So if you're a patron, please let me know what your idea would be to have a small patron community and chatting about things in the podcast or topics, maybe more in depth, um, because patrons should have their own community. And let me know what you think about potentially joining a Facebook group for that. You know, if the, if you would rather stay in like an email group or some sort of other type of group that I'm not aware of, let me know. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is, you know, you can leave a comment on the show notes on my blog, which is mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can always send me an email. I think people are a little bit um, intimidated and shy about leaving public comments. So you can always email me at vholloway12345 at gmail. Dot com. If you want to have uh, just a comment and you want to email it to me, I try to get back to most of those private emails. But, you know, occasionally life happens and I can't guarantee that I can get back to all of them immediately. That's that's the word I'm looking for. But there is a new thing that I have found that I think is super, super cool. And I've done it on other podcasts. And it is a voicemail comment. I think it's cool because I don't always have time to get to a computer, log in, find the website. Da, da, da. It's a, it can be a long process of getting to the website to leave a comment or leave a comment on, you know, a social. So here is an idea and I think it's going to be super, super fun. I've had this tested already by a couple of my friends 
and it works. This is not my phone number, but you can call the voicemail number for my Creative Corner 3 and leave a comment and I may feature your comment in a future podcast. Now here's the number, 231-577-6681. And leave a comment about the podcast or if you have a question, um, anything that's My Creative Corner 3 related. The number again is 231-577-6681. You know, when I'm driving down the road listening to podcasts or multitasking, it's way easier to pick up, dial a number and leave a voicemail than it would be to type out my whole <laughs> comment on a podcast. So 231-577-6681. And I would love to hear what you're thinking about all the things going on at My Creative Corner 3. And I may feature that in a future podcast. I also encourage people to leave a review. It helps people find the podcast and help the podcast grow, which is really helpful to me. I just discovered this podcast is a review that I got recently, and I'll be listening to all of your previous ones, Fun Times, and that is from someone who is has the handle TMCCMC. Thank you for leaving the review. You can leave a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. Thanks, everybody. I so appreciate you listening and all of your support. Thank you, patrons, for your support. And just remember, the final installment of It's a Long Way to the Top story has been placed up already on the February patron content for the month. Everybody, I hope that you have an opportunity to give me some feedback um, with your patron and how you want to have a patron group or leave me a voicemail at the number 231-577-6681. And it will have a greeting that you are at the voicemail by Creative Corner 3, just so you know you're not leaving it in the wrong voicemail because I have fumble fingers sometimes. Everybody have a most wonderful week. I hope that you are creative. Let's find the Zen. Watch for that podcast coming up on the 18th of February and you could download it at that time. And quilt on everyone. Mm-hmm.